This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, because of course it is Friday and therefore we need to do a preview show. But of course, as the way things evolve on this funny little Chelsea Fancast, it's kind of evolved. Well, actually, it's probably due to the fact that we've had a game in midweek every week, pretty much since I can remember. So it's also a bit of a review show. And in a minute, that's what we're going to do. We'll be uh, having a look back at the Man City match on Wednesday, as well as, of course, in part two, looking ahead to the Newcastle match on Saturday. The last match, the last meaningful football match until December the 27th. Ah, he sighs. Anyway, um, I've got JK to cheer me up. Good to see you, old Bean. Whoop. Lovely to be on the show. Lovely to be here with, uh, with our guest, who I won't reveal yet who it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you. Lovely to be here. Always yeah. nice to have a chat about about our team, All right. our lovely, great team who we love All on right. a Friday night. All right, yeah, All right. definitely. So, uh, who, who have we got on to show tonight? I uh, well, you know, I know we should be speaking more like that. Uh, okay, we we, we we drifted into Yorkshire. We did. We went into Yorkshire. We don't want to do that because they're bastards. Oh. Um, so, where will why I? Why I, man? Who have we got? Who have we got? Why I? Is it Biffa Bacon? And, uh, he, uh, he's uh, he's been. <laughs> Is it a horse puncher? Enough. I think Biffa Bacon's really rather a nice, uh, a nice nickname, but it wouldn't fit him at all in no. the slightest. He is an American cousin. Mm. He is. Uh, he is uh, knowledge of the women's game via um, went to Mo King's Meadow. He is uh, uh, a lovely attraction to have on the show. One of the younger members, who no doubt will be taking over from us when we are. Uh, wheeling our, our prams and zimmer frames around and perhaps the wrong word isn't it it should be uh, a wheelchair but it is of course it is of course uh, whoopee, oh, dane whittle lovely stuff dane how are you buddy 
Yeah, good. Evening, Chidge. Evening, Gary Newman. Uh, <laughs> everyone in Mixalara and every, all the future listeners. Yeah, yeah, really good. Thank you. Marvellous. Good to see you. It's been a while. Been too long. Um, right, let's get right into it. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Isn't it funny? Football's a mood game, I think. I, I, I watched the game, was absolutely knackered, was worried that we were going get to get humped, and yet I still moaned like shit and was in a foul mood during it. And lost all sense of perspective, as anybody who was on Discord will know. I said some very rude things about a lot of our team. Um, and, and then I watched JK's fan bite, and I thought, bloody hell, mate, you're incredibly reasoned and reasonable. Maybe I need to look at it through a different lens. Um, and, and thus I did. Um, JK, I think when all is said and done... It wasn't quite as bad as it felt for me. I mean, you know, we did pick a vastly different side. Um, it was a better performance. It was still a poor result. But it was all really down to Chelsea's, what I call Chelsea's hardy perennials, mate. Profligacy and sloppiness, really. That's what did for us, wasn't it? Well, it seems to be something the whole team suffer from all the way through, mm. all the way down. And I've actually, the more I think about it now, I've actually worsened my view since the game. Whereas mine's improved. <laughs> yeah. Bloody typical. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've actually got, I'm becoming more acerbic, particularly since I listened to him on the presser today. And I think he's a banal git. And I'm getting fed up with listening to him. See, I, I do you know, can I butt in? Because I deliberately yeah. didn't listen to the presser today. Because you know it's going to be like that. Well, he doesn't say you anything know. interesting, so I just don't bother. Yeah, but he's also, he's also as dull as fuck, and it's actually <laughs> beginning to absolutely piss me off. He really is. Um, but uh, I won't talk about it. I'll get on to him in a minute, because it, 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 I'm, slightly getting, I'm getting slightly angry about the whole thing, because I came to a conclusion during the week, but I'll just fold this into the whole process, that it's very rare for managers to be swapped over a philosophy over um, the way that the club is run over um, uh, it's normally they're dismissed because the, the results aren't very good or they're not very good. We've actually lost one of the best managers in the world due to not getting on with the new owners. And we've been replaced with a man with the personality of a whelk. And, and I find that, uh, and, and I also find his excuses and his his almost the way he speaks, it's like listening to the man who used to manage Brighton. Oh, hang on a second. He did manage Brighton. And he speaks in the kind of, of I'd say, banal, the the cliches of somebody who's not expecting very good results. I mean, it's very interesting this week. Uh, he's only got four players left because all the rest are on fucking international duty in the World Cup. So he's got a slightly good bunch of players. So I don't want to hear that he's trying to get a pattern that works. I want to hear him getting these fantastic players in in patterns that actually, well, not patterns that work, or getting them to play in a way that they express themselves as some of the best players in the world. I don't want excuses made. I don't want us to go into this period thinking, oh, well, we're making a bit of progress. It's therefore like watching a team that's just above the relegation zone. So I don't actually quite understand what's happening. And he was, he was. I'm, I'm having to fold this back into the bloody press conference. When asked about Conor Gallagher, he didn't seem to, about being in the World Cup and was this a good idea? He said, yes, well, yes, OK, I suppose I don't really pay much attention to, to that. No, 
be fucking enthusiastic about one of your players who you don't play very often, who's playing for England. And all the stats that Gallagher has come up with all this season are phenomenal. Phenomenal stats for Gallagher, who therefore should really be playing every sodding game. He's considered so versatile. His tackles, his his he's, he's put about 20% more energy he puts in than any other Chelsea player. So how does he not get on all the time? I, I, anyway, this folds back, I'll use that same expression, into the Newcastle You're game. folding well, yourself into like an origami thing. I am. I'm feeling origami. like Because it's all part of the same pattern. That's why, Chidge, I'm allowed to do it. Because the Newcastle game, we're all saying, but well, that was a bit better, wasn't it? City, it's City, fine. City. Sorry, 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 the City. You we're folded all saying, yourself in knots yeah, now. In knots, yeah. We're all saying, that was a bit better, wasn't it? We played a bit better. What the fuck are we doing? Talking about Chelsea in the way of we played a bit better. That was a bit interesting. That well, we only lost two nil, but for fuck's sake, we should be putting in a, 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 a performance against them because we're one of the top teams in the world. Well, yeah, yeah. J- J.K., you know, there's a. I'm, I'm sorry, Dane. Uh, now, do you know what? I, 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 I can store this one up, Dane. What say you? What about the performance or about Potter? Well, about JK's performance, really. But you can talk about you can talk about Potter's performance if you like, or the, even the well, game if you want. It was funny. You have you have thoughts of like you know what what the potential questions are going to be and how you're going to answer. And like you, after seeing JK's uh, video after the match, I sort of was trying to second guess how how this podcast will start. But he's he's blown me. He's thrown me because it's completely changed his. I've got worse. That's exactly. I've changed my. He's completely changed his opinion. I think he's had a bad day at the office today, mate. So now I'm starting to question my own thoughts because of JK. And like him, originally I was a little bit, I wasn't like JK afterwards. I was, I was more a little bit angry, but then 24 hours passed and I was thinking, well, listen, it was a lot better than, than Arsenal and, and Brighton. And then, you know, like JK, I was thinking, yeah, but, but you know, we're one of the best teams in the world. But then you remember Potter saying, well, we haven't been, at that level for about four or five years and maybe he's got a point. No, 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 no. But anyway, you don't think, no, no, I've got, I just, I got the quote. I dug the quote out because I couldn't believe what I was reading. So I had to dig it out and copy it so I could, should we, should we go there now, Dane? Or should, I'd rather you carried on, to be honest. I've got so much. Well, on on the performance, you know, there, there was errors and that led to their goals. I thought we matched them. I thought we took the game to them. We looked quite bright and energetic. Defended, Quite well. I thought Chaloba again's probably been our best defender in the last six weeks. You know, I sort of thought there was, there was something there to build on. You know, but and then you think, well, the core of the players he used are not always the ones that are starting, and so there could be something, you know, to to go with Newcastle with. But then he brings the subs on, and I was quite upset. You didn't bring on Hutchinson and, and certain yeah, players are coming too. on. I didn't mention that. I should have mentioned that. Absolutely agree. You know, I think, let's be honest, conceding those goals, like, knocked the stuffing out of us. I thought some of our play looked good. I thought Lewis Hall looked really good, you know, so bright and energetic. I've, I've seen him four times and he's impressed me, you know, all four times. And 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 that was a plus. I thought I thought Pulisic was was good, you know. And listen, we can blame him for his finishing, but when we could be here all day with a lot of the other players as well in recent weeks, I thought he looks like the sh- I agree, Dane. I agree. He looks like the shackles are off him a little bit with yeah. with with Potter because you know even looking back at some of the chat coming out of of him and how he got on with Tuchel and you know if you think at 
the odd goal he scored, that, that one goal he scored in Madrid, if it wasn't for him ignoring Tuchel saying, don't come out of your pocket, he wouldn't have scored that. So he looks bright and energetic and, and, and direct running and they look scared of him. But like the rest of our other forwards, you know, he, he's not scoring and, and the only one who looks close to scoring is Havertz. But that would be a wonder goal. That won't be like a goal that's, that's within the six yard or, or, or the penalty area. Yeah, it is hard because you, you you've got to ask yourself where where are we at? Are we at exactly same position we've been at with with, with all the last managers? Especially, do you think we? Is, I think he's, we're on our fifth manager since Guardiola's taken over, and his 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 little dip in form have seemed has seemed to come a lot quicker than all the others. <laughs> and <laughs> and JK is right. I don't watch his press conferences. Uh, you know, I would watch Lampard's out of loyalty because of the, the player and the man and the manager. I, I thought he was. I'm fascinated by two calls. But I just, I haven't got into Potter's press conferences. Uh, I, I won't hide from the fact. Dane, I got the impression today he didn't want to be there and he didn't want I... to answer any of the questions. It was all banal shit. And also his, his, his absolutely bizarre, um, almost negation of approving of of Connor being called up for England was strange. So, yeah, so I just I just don't know if he's if he's struggling with all the press and all the highlights. You know, the bright lights in the big city. Going back to the team now, I liked sorry, I liked Broya as well. I really liked him. I'd, I'd, I'd like to I'd like him to have a run. He's raw, but he's strong. And he's fast, and and I think he scares defenders as well. And yeah, something to build on. Some of his dribbling was fantastic. Sorry to to leap in there. Sure. No, no, it's, it's just I don't mind you interrupting. It's just that when you do and try, uh, it, it it just knocks out all the sound. That's the trouble uh, with Zoom. You know, it's that old problem. Yeah, of course, I do apologize. I think he's got to decide as well. I think he's got to decide like all the other managers. You know, I said his his dips come a bit earlier, and then he starts to see who his players are and who he can rely on. He's and it must be hard for him because he's thinking, well, I need certain players and we can debate them all day. I need them to be on side to get me through this season and then decisions can be made in the summer. But if there's a couple of average performances consistently coming now. So you look at the team that started at Man City, I wouldn't be too far off that team starting at Newcastle. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um Yeah, so much to digest there, isn't there? I mean, the first thing I'm going to... I mean, look... If one looks at it coldly and clinically, it was a Caribou Cup first round match away at one of the best teams in the league, a team that's better than us. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. With a weakened team, which was always going to happen. I thought the team that City picked was stronger than ours. I mean, you know, they had, I think, seven players who were more, regular starters playing. They didn't, he played a couple of kids, but basically it was a strong team. Um,. I thought that we gave it a go, actually. I mean, he was brave. You know, he he played out the back. We made some very interesting runs from midfield. We looked to attack. Um, I thought at one point, I wrote this down in my notes in, in the height of my annoyance. I, I was not in a good mood. I have no idea why. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. You'll love this. I know, I know you two have probably read this, but I, I wrote, only an idiot would high-pressure City or high-press City without realising they can pick you apart with three passes and be down on your goal within seconds. Reminds me of AVB versus Arsenal. So that was when I was pretty crabby. But I thought they gave it a go. Uh, mm. And I mean, you know, statistically, not that we should take too much by the stats really, but statistically, you know, it was it was quite a, cl- it was a closer game than, than the 2-0 says. I mean, possession was fairly... They had 55%, we had 45 
It was fairly close on goal attempts. They had nine shots on goal. We had five, one off target for them, uh, six, eight off target for us, something like that. You know, so it wasn't as black as I was feeling during the match. And I, I, I think I think it's so interesting that, that JK was reasonable about it in the fan bite and I was steaming on Discord. I mean, here's the thing. Let's, let's appraise Potter. I did put it in, in the running order. Um, he has only had about, you know, what is it, 15 games or something like that. Um, we know that a lot of the players are not good enough because we've been saying it on this show for a long, 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 long time. I think I think that the wider, bigger picture perspective is is that Tuchel was a brilliant coach, a brilliant manager who turned a, 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 a sow's ear into a silk purse. He did it fucking quickly. Uh, and he won us the Champions League by doing that. And we played brilliantly. And that carried on until November when we beat Juventus 4-0 in one of the best performances I've seen us play for a long, long time. And we also were top of the league and we were not there by accident. And then it all went tits up spectacularly because we lost Chilwell and then James and then Lukaku was a was a bad apple in the barrel and then covid and then, of course, we got the sanctions. And, I mean, it just all went to absolute shit for a lot of these reasons that none of us, least of all Tuchel, could really control. And he never managed to pick it up from there. It is true to say, for example, that the form we saw against City and we've seen recently under Potter was absolutely evident, you know, from December onwards last last year. But it's also true to say that until the Juventus match... We were the champions of Europe and we were top of the league and we were playing fucking superb. So the players are the same, broadly speaking, um, but Tuchel couldn't get a tune out of them anymore. But I think a lot of that was down to external factors and, and, and eventually him losing the plot. So I do think that a lot of this is the players. I mean, who knows? Again. We, we, we can't, we don't know. We don't know if Potter's good enough. We don't know if Potter's out of his depth. Because really, you know, judging by the same rules that we always try and apply with managers unless we absolutely hate them instantly, Benitez, Sarri, we don't know yet. What I would say is this. The thing that really fucks me off about Potter at the moment, and it's something you alluded to, Dane, and JK's, I think, broadly speaking, about the same thing. I said this on the show the other week. I even said it to Kerry when I had a chat with him. Um... I said, Kerry, when is he going to realise that he's the manager of Chelsea? And actually, I reduced Kerry to silence. He was quite shocked that I, I said that. But when I read this, it's a fantastic a quote from Potter. And it was the presser, I think, either afterwards or before the City match. It's a fantastic football club, potentially one of the best in the world, and that can compete for any major trophy. But I, all, I think we all know that we're not at that point now, and we haven't been for two, three or four years that is the reality when you look at the league table and the points difference between the top two and Chelsea. So, OK, how do you get there? That's hard work and that's pain and that's suffering and that's moving forward and that's learning and that's developing and that's just driving it forward. And that's absolutely why we're here. Now, on face value, there is absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. Um, the only thing that I could I mean, you know, the, the reality is, as we've said on the show many times, we have been nowhere near winning the league since 2017 and we've regularly been about 20 points a season off the pace, even though we've got into the into the top four. 
what what I really have a problem with is, you know, I don't. We're not at that point now. Well, that may be true. We haven't been there for two or three or four years. Well, we haven't been in the league, Graham, but we have won the Champions League and we have got to a semi final. Or was it? What did we get last day? Where did we get last year? Was it semi or quarter? Semi final, wasn't yeah. it? Real Madrid. Semi. Okay, so we got to a semi final last year. You sure? Was it a quarter? Maybe it was the quarters. Okay. We got knocked out by the eventual winners last year. No disgrace in that. And actually, we battered them in one of those matches. And we only got knocked out because of Mendy making a bollock of it all. Uh, We won it the year before. Last year, we got to uh, the FA Cup final and the League Cup final. And we lost because of a penalty kick, you know, on penalties. So we were a gnat's cock away from winning those. We also won the Super Cup and we won the World Club Cup. So we can't be this fucking bad. So I just want that's that's the disconnect that I have. It, it's it's not. I don't think he. I like Jonathan says. I wonder if he, if he understands completely, the kind of club he's at, because you know we're not we're not. I mean, okay, we've been shit awful in the league per se because we haven't won it for five years, and that's the point for Chelsea. That is awful, not being able to compete to win the league. But I'm sorry, Graham, we've competed everywhere else and won a shitload of trophies in the meantime. So we are still a serious club to be reckoned with. And as Brighton, as, as sorry, as JK says, we are not fucking Brighton, mate. We are not. We're Chelsea. You've got to, you've got to realise that. You've got to realise the magnitude of the job that you have here and the scale of it. And that's where I have my doubts, that he doesn't quite get that. And, and we said on Monday's show, didn't we, JK, when we were comparing him to Arteta, and Arteta's a horrible little prick. There's no doubt about that. But he's got <laughs> fucking swagger and arrogance, and he knows that he's the Arsenal manager. He knows that Arsenal are a big club. He knows that Arsenal have a history of success, and he knows that he's there to to, to carry that on. And he acts like a manager who is. I don't think Potter does. Potter's like a nerdy accountant, unfortunately. That's the view I have, and and I don't want him. Uh... I don't want him sounding apologetic, which is the feeling that I slightly get, or making an apology for the fact that he hasn't managed to uh, to get any out anything out of them. I mean, I wonder whether we might reach a scenario where the players um, don't think he's the man, and then uh, and and not a question of downing tools; they just don't get what he's up to. Uh, and it may be that part of that reason is because they've all been. Uh, they've played under Sarri, they've played under Tuchel, and their their default is to try and play the ball out to the wings and not to give the ball away, which was Sarri's big, uh, sorry, uh, Tuchel's big thing, which we have fallen foul of now on many occasions. One of the big things that Tuchel hated was giving the ball away on the edge of the penalty area because they would immediately, the opposition would immediately counterattack. And so that was why I'm afraid there were so many, um, uh, this this default of pushing the ball wide happened so often and yet the number of times now that we've been put to the sword by the opposition because they've managed to to get up the other end so quickly because of a dreadful error frequently by Sterling I have to say I'm sorry to make him the uh, the major culprit here but his inability to is a he always thinks he can get through somebody and yet his dribbling skills seem to have evaded him um but in a, in a sense Chid, you you what what that statement that he made uh, in one of the previous games, it is is indicative to me of what one of the major problems we may have with him. And also, I consequently think is a major problem with Clear Lake because if they are thinking that this is going to be fine and that uh, 
yes, all right, we established this. We're going to take three years. How much patience have we got? And also, what will he ever come up with something that works? Or, or will it be that we just, well, you know, are we going to face mid-table mediocrity for the rest of, for for for, for some time where I, talk, I, I constantly got, mention this, I don't get how this is anything to do with Clear Lake's philosophy because Clear Lake want them to be the best club in the world. So if you want the best club in the world, why haven't you appointed possibly the best manager in the world? And oh, oops, we had him already. So, uh, uh, you know, I almost feel this is, is this ignorance on Clear Lake's part? Is this, um, you know, he's possibly one of the best coaches, but you haven't done due diligence on him because he's not got a great deal of personality. And he appears to be speaking in terms of as if the team is much worse than it actually is. Or perhaps the team is terrible and we haven't actually noticed that. Well, but as you, <laughs> as you say, in a minute, we, we can prove indefatigably that that's a crock of shit. We might get down on our players because they let us down and they act like wankers occasionally. And I know I, I will. we will talk about this later. I don't want to get into it now, but it's a very pertinent thing to say. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve players going on to the World Cup, and another one, two, three that would have been going if they weren't injured. So that's fifteen players out of a twenty-five man squad that was. So we can't be that fucking bad. I, I mentioned this in my preamble rant, Chidge. He's only got four players left. He's only got four players left at uh, at Cobham. He mentioned this today because he was asked a question about what he was going to do. And he said, well, we'll have a little bit of time off. I, you know, he speaks a bit like that. It's, like, <laughs> you know, it's a bit, you know, uh, you have a bit of time off and then we'll, uh, mm. we'll, uh, uh, then we'll get back. We'll probably have a couple again. Then we're going to go somewhere hot and uh, do some training. And I thought, God, you are so dull. I can't bear it. <laughs> I can't bear it. I'm going to go... I, I, I suppose the thing in the past, you would never ever hear the press conferences. Now we, we're forced to hear the bloody things. Bland idiots. I wrote down here, cliched bollocks. He said, uh, um, he said, uh, what do we say about the game in the week? So it's you know, it's going to be a tough match tomorrow. We'll try our best, he said. Not today. good enough. He said this. Not good the... enough. It's not what it's, I want to hear. It's a tough match. It's we'll not try... fucking Brighton. Uh, we're going exactly. to go up to St. James's <laughs> Park and smash the yeah. fucking shit out of them. Exactly. Because we're match. Chelsea. A tough match will try our best. Fuck, Fuck off with that off. shit. Fuck right off. It, it's funny because uh, after the Arsenal game, I tweeted something and I thought, was it a bit harsh? Uh, uh, obviously, again, in hindsight, but my reaction was that you can take the man, his attitude and tactics out of Brighton, but you can't take the Brighton attitude and tactics out of the man. And uh, <laughs> the way... It's such an interesting what you said, Chidge, and that question you asked Kerry that when will he realise that he's managing Chelsea Football Club and 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 you know he's very very lucky, very privileged. But you know, I can only presume. I hope that it, you know behind the scenes he's a lot more, a lot more energetic and a lot more razzmatazz. And we're just seeing he, he's watching what he says, being careful. I don't know. It's it is it is a tough one, but I agree. With, with both what you're saying, it, 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 is, it is a hard watch, those press conferences. But so much that I don't actually watch them. <laughs> to be reasonable and level-headed about this, 
It is. It is too early. I mean, I think. I think the worry, the deep down. I mean, look. You know, personalities are personalities. We've had plenty of Chelsea managers before because we haven't liked their personality. Um, Christ, on a bike, there've been plenty of those. Um, but I think this is a, a, a this is a mixed. You know, in a sense, it's easier for us, J.K. Because we're old and we we, we we were we were there when we were rubbish and we had twats like Danny Blanchflower as the manager and Jeff Hurst. You know, we were shit then. There's no doubt about it. But you cannot erase or eradicate the last twenty years when thanks to Roman Abramovich and various elite managers, we could strut around saying we're one of the best clubs in Europe and we shit on most of the people in the UK. We, you cannot eradicate that and pretend that that hasn't happened. I'm, a, you know, you, you, you know, unless we have like a one of those things they put on your head that erases your memory, it, mm. it's there, and and we are at a different level as a club. You know, we are supposed to be with the resources that we have, the players that we can afford, and the amount of trophies that we've won for the last twenty years, supposed to be one of the elite clubs. You know, and and I just don't think that. I don't think that Potter's read the room. That's that's what's going on. But I don't think he's capable of rising to that kind of swagger and expectation that you should have as a manager of Chelsea. You do have to... Be, I mean, look at Man United. You know, they suffered after Fergie went um, because they, they hired David Moyes. He just doesn't have the personality to manage a club of that size. Um Having said that, Louis Van Hall, he he struggled and he has got the personality and the arrogance to manage a club of that size, as does Mourinho. So these things are very, very complicated. But the other side of this coin is that, you know, Potter hasn't had a lot of time. He hasn't had a, 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 a you know a transfer window where he's been able to buy players he wants. But I think the fear deep down is that whilst I think all of us on the show agree that, yes, things need to be done differently because... You know, there is so much wrong structurally with the club in terms of the evidence that we've seen over the last five years and the kind of players that we've buy, been buying and the instability therein. Yes, it needs to be done a different way. Yes, it needs to be thought out and planned through. Yes, the players need to be more surgically targeted in terms of who we buy and why. Yes, we need to bring more youngsters. All of these things, I agree. And yes, it, it might mean that we might not win anything for a while but ultimately it will lead to more sustainable success. These things I utterly agree with. My fear is we haven't got the right captain of the ship to do that. I think that's what the fear is, isn't it, JK? Completely. Um, and yet, once again, it may all be uh, rendered different by purchases Um of uh, who are better than the ones we've got. But, um, uh, I mean, I was intrigued to see Zayek play out of his skin during the week. I thought Zayek was he did absolutely, do well, didn't he? absolutely mm. excellent. Are we going to see that combination at the weekend? Well, well, we'll, all will be revealed in part two when boring right. Chidge reveals his team selection. No, no, but that, that's not the team that will then play on Saturday. Chidge. That's why I reveal it, just to that's make sure it isn't the one. Yeah, because we know that it'll be Sterling Havertz and... Um, no, don't, 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 go there later. You know that, though. That's what's going to happen. Listen, listen, listen. I mean, you know, we could talk, and we have talked forever about Chelsea's profligacy in front of goal, which cost us, which cost us on, on Wednesday, and our sloppiness, which cost us on Wednesday. It was a better performance uh, against City than it was against Arsenal, which was utterly awful. I mean, that was 
somebody I saw somebody say this uh, that it was it was they likened it to the the Man City game under Conte when he just basically gave up before the a ball was kicked and just tried to defend. And I think there was a case for that. But there were positives as well. I thought Zakaria did all right again. I thought Lewis Hall was absolutely fucking fantastic. What a little player he is. And I mean, I agree with you, Dane. I saw him in a couple of cup matches last season and I thought he was he was, he was was one of our best players on the pitch. It was amazing and lovely at the same time. Although I did joke about this with somebody. But Mika Richards said Lewis Hall, this is at halftime, said Lewis Hall has been the best player on the pitch. And I thought, well... <laughs> I'm glad somebody has said that. I did say it's probably the only thing he's ever said right ever. But anyway, it was lovely to hear it. And I, I mean, I think the more salient point, Dane, is that we've just lost Chilwell as a as a as a as a, as a, as a left kind of wing backy type player. Lewis Hall can clearly do that job, and he needs to be playing there, right? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's that it's that uh, young, no fear attitude, you know, that I love most. You know, some players come in and 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 you know be like rabbits in headlights and other will just have that no fear and and just perform and you know after that, that couple of starring performances he had last season you know he was on the bench unused quite a few times and we haven't seen him for really a season but yeah energetic enthusiastic agile you know really good range of passing as well and fast but almost quite shy in his play as well uh but again you've got to think that his performances as as hopefully you know been taken notice by the staff and the coaches and you know he's going to have a he's going to be at home with a world cup so again under the under the uh, manager's eye and then he, he you expect him to be part of the squad on on saturday and 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 part of the squad going forward especially with, with chile being injured you know he's and, and to think he i think he only recently turned 18 as well is that correct was 18 or 19 so he's 18. again 18. such a good age and 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 really impressive and you know, it, it, it was a good performance against some really stellar players, as 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 one of you alluded to earlier. You know, seven or eight starters in that team, and he didn't look out of place. I get what you say though, as well though. Arteta, but Arteta had that from the very first game, and unless I'm mistaken, I'm sure his first game was against us, or it was his second game when 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 Lampard was in charge and we beat them two one, and Tammy got that late goal, and from the very from the very start, I whether he working with Guardiola or or, or or what, and he had that arrogance, that winning arrogance, he brought it into Arsenal, and which was which was brave of him because Arsenal weren't great. Uh, and he's you know he's got rid of the players he doesn't want to to to, to work with, and and Aubameyang has sort of, has sort of tried to hint at the fact that he doesn't like dealing with the bigger players; he likes to deal with the quieter or younger players. But it's working for him at the moment, so I suppose if we're going to be fair. Then we, we, you know, obviously we want it to work with Potter, no matter what we think of his personality or how he comes across on the camera. As I said earlier, there has been some positives, but early on that Arsenal result has as 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 really put a hole in the ship. And I think he's got to decide really quick who he wants to go to war with and and, and who he doesn't. Otherwise, that 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 sink or ship. That's, <laughs> that ship. That, sorry, that, that, that sink or ship. No, no, I like I like I liked it the I liked it the other way around actually. Yeah, like that sink, sink, that like sink that or much. ship. Yeah, but, I mean, but a lot quicker than all uh, previous managers. We all know that Sterling has been absolutely awful. So such high hopes for him as well. Yeah, why not? Why not? Therefore, mm. play, change him round. You know, I I just think. Uh, Where would you play him though, J.K.? Would you put him as far up the pitch as possible? Or... Sterling, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, 
I don't know where you play him because he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to perform wherever. It's not it's just the basic things he gets wrong. It's he taking two touches before he has a shot. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then tries to curl it into the corner. Forgot to hit the target. But they're all suffering from that. They're all suffering from that madness. That really is uh, something that they uh, I, I can't whether that stems back to to Tuchel and they can't get it out of their system. But this inability to have a have a dip is just beyond me. Um, and he was doing it early on, wasn't he? Yeah, but even, yeah, but, even um, but also uh, uh, he also um, uh, it, it, I mean, up to it was just our luck that Ortega in the game had an absolute blinder. Mm. Because, you know, I think apparently he was the only one of and nearly every team had their 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 substitute, their reserve keeper, and they lots of them made howlers or, or were just you know not very confident. And he was absolutely. Fantastic! His anticipation was great, and I do wish that Hall had scored because he was in two fantastic positions. The lovely jink back onto his foot to give himself the space, and he just chose the the, the wrong option into the corner. It was a real shame. Mm. Um, but I, as I say, I, I, uh, how many of that team are we going to see play um, play on Saturday? And I I'm absolutely bemused by not thinking. Actually, come on, Gallagher is really top banana. Let's try and get him in every time. He seems to just be coming on as all right. powerful sub. Listen, he? talking of Gallagher, um, I wanted to talk about that because, um, you know, I'm, I'm to be really honest, but largely because the World Cup is in the wrong time of year and in the wrong place. I'm really not massively fucking enamoured by it. But I have to say, I, I, just as, as as luck would have it, I, I where was I? I can't remember, but I happened to be listening to the wireless uh, at two o'clock when the uh, when the uh, the World Cup squad was announced, and I was absolutely chuffed to hear that Connor had made the cut because there was, of course, so much ch- uh, talk, wasn't there, that he hadn't played enough to yeah. to get in there. And I was even more chuffed to hear what what uh, what Southgate, um, another boring no mark manager, it has to be said. Uh, said about him and and I thought it was lovely and he got it absolutely spot on that he does all these things that nobody else really does and that's what he brings to the team because that's exactly what he does for Chelsea so well done Conor Gallagher I'm really really chuffed to see that um but I mean we've got a lot of other players that are there JK uh Mountain Sterling adjoining uh Conor uh Silva's there for Brazil Aspie got the made the cut for Spain Kovacic is there for Croatia Ziyech for Morocco Havertz for Germany, Zakaria or Zakaria for Switzerland, Pulisic for the States, and uh, Mundi and Koulibaly for Senegal. So, as I said earlier on, we've got a lot of players out there, um, and we've also got a lot that haven't made it. Um, Jorginho, Cheek, Aubameyang, Cucurella, Chaloba, Kepa, and of course James Chilwell, Fofana and Kante are injured, uh, and I think all four of those probably would have made it. So, it's an inter- It's going to be an interesting uh, kind of six weeks, isn't it? Well, we'll be looking at all the Chelsea players and all the teams. I find that fascinating. Has J five not made it? Then he hasn't been selected. No, Italy haven't made it, love. <laughs> of course they haven't. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, of course they weren't. Of course they weren't. I wanted to say that um, uh, uh, Southgate cited the fact that when Gallagher was put down to the, the under twenty ones. Um, he went and played for the under twenty ones and starred for the under twenty ones on both occasions, and uh, and he loved the fact that he made no um, uh, waves at all and just went and offered and contributed uh, as he as apparently he always does and contributed in a very positive way and was terrific and therefore his attitude was considered perfect and they want somebody as as he said who is 
absolutely versatile to be able to change games, which is, I suppose, is possibly a reason why he plays that way for uh, for Potter. But um, it seems to me that he was Palace's Player of the Year last year. I think one should be giving him more uh, leeway to play in the first team, particularly where we get the impression everybody is playing badly. I mean, for goodness sake. Anyway, um, yes, it's... But I, as we as I said in my rant at the beginning, it's testimony to what players we've got. And it's slightly... I'll keep wheeled, wheel, going around in a circle here. But it slightly um, means that we are playing with a with a, a a level at a level of we've got a level of players that should be putting in more of a performance in the Premier League. And is and once again is Potter the man to make that work? Or as we've established, so many of them don't seem to to so many of them phone it in. They don't seem to perform when it comes to the Premier League. I mean, Havertz at the moment is a complete enigma, isn't he, Chidge? He's an enigma wrapped around an enigma. If he was an enigma machine, he would be impossible to work him out. That's quite a clever joke, really. It was based on the uh, the enigma machine. It was. Course, the World War, from World War II. Which prevented that the was... Germans from winning the Second World War. But it was ultimately worked out, and that's why we won the Second World War. Well, that's kind of what I meant. I kind of got it arse about face, really, didn't I? But yeah, the, the fact we have so many players playing internationally, and which I will be, hopefully, I'll be watching Silver with great glee to see how he performs for Brazil it actually gives me an interest in the World Cup in a way that um, I would not normally have to know that all these players are uh, uh, actually playing for Chelsea so if we get knocked out early which is always a, always a potential and also it's a question he won't play Gallagher will he he won't play Gallagher at all until you know unless the last 10 minutes or something Southgate I don't can somebody explain uh, Calvin Lewis's um, is it that's his name from uh, City, his, his the choice of him in the team. Calvin Phillips. He didn't pick him because he's because he's you know he's got a bad injury record, so he picked Callum Wilson instead. <laughs> what do you mean he made a mistake? You mean do you mean do you mean, do you mean uh, the, the Everton striker, or do you mean the Calvin City midfielder? Fielder? Calvin Phillips. He, Calvin I mean Phillips. that was his first game back against mm-hmm. us. I think after yeah, quite. So a... Therefore, he gets picked for the World Cup. Yeah. I mean. I don't. I mean, I, I told you, I'm a, I'm a bit kind of meh about the whole World Cup thing. England robbed my fucking soul in 2006, and I've never really <laughs> forgiven them for it. And I kind of basically decided because I love England and I, I love I love the World Cup and all of that, bloody bloody blah. But I decided there and then that emotionally, I don't have enough bandwidth for Chelsea and England, so one of them had to go, and thankfully it was England. So there you go. I rest my case. Anyway, um, as you sat through the Potter presser. Um, and I know you took the piss out of it, but I mean, he, he's got, I mean, we said on Monday that actually it's a really, he's a lucky boy because I think it, it will give him the respite that he needs to try and sort out some of the things he needs to sort out. Because like, like I said earlier on, you know, he's come in after the start of the season. He's, I would imagine the player's morale was lower than a snake's belly. Cause I mean, if, well, I mean, if one believes the press, they all hated Tuchel, but I don't, I'm not buying that. Uh, we're not in good form. We've got a lot of injuries. Uh, it's the whole kind of trying to adapt to a new manager kind of thing. And he hasn't had any players that really he's had the uh, the input in. So I think it's really good that he's got this break and he can maybe kind of get to grips with quite a few things that are going on here. And and as we said, he will have Jorginho, Cheek, Aubameyang, Cucurella, Chaloba, Kepa, to work with who are not going and of course James Chilwell for Fana and Kante will hopefully be recovering from injury so I, I hope that he gets to to do something productive but I thought they said something quite interesting in the presser boys 
that we don't know what state the likes of Gallagher, Mount Sterling, Silver, Asby, Kova, Ziyech, Havertz, Zakaria, Pulisic, Mendy and Koulibaly are going to come back in. I mean, let's say Brazil win it. Silver's going to be, you know, how's he, how are you going to get how are you going to get his mind back on, you know, uh, helping Chelsea get as far up the table as they can? I don't think England will win it, so I don't think that'll be a problem. They'll probably lose dishonourably or something, and and, and Mount Gannagher and Still, Sterling will all be depressed. I mean, this is the point. We just don't know, do we? That's that's the issue. It's such a fucking interference, I think, in in the league campaign this year. It really is. Dane, what do you reckon, mate? What, in the World Cup or just everything? I think the World Cup has come at a good time for all of us, whether it be Potter, the players, the fans. And obviously, before, it, we was, we was all condemning it and, and, and not really looking forward to it. But on, on our form, it, it, it's come at a bloody good time. You know, it, it shows where our levels have gone to. But I'm I'm, I'm thinking if we can get away with a draw on Saturday, then I'm quite happy. Uh, but... Yeah, you're right. You know, Thiago Silva, you know, Brazil have got... Yeah, I was looking through their squad yesterday, what they picked. Amazing squad. Uh, Gallagher and Mount. And and obviously, for me personally, you know, with the World Cup, I'm always, I always sit on the fence of England and USA. Whoever, it's usually whoever annoys me more, to be honest. It's getting harder with USA because they used to be quite... Uh, now they've got, we've got more and more players coming over to play in Europe. So that's when the rivalries take over, where before I could, like, separate... The, uh, the national team because you know hardly any players w- were over it and if they were they would be playing for Fulham or whatever and they weren't really annoying unfortunately or Clint Dempsey played for Tottenham which really did piss me off but uh, yeah it's, it's, it's going to be interesting it's a shame there's so many injuries isn't it because the one thing I like about the World Cup is when 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 you, when you sit down to watch a game and it's like oh I forgot he played for them or him and for, for example just off my head even Mane like missing out through injury uh, due to the World Cup and and obviously, we've got our own, haven't we? We, we chill well, Reese, Kante. It, it's it's a shame. So many injuries. Uh, it's just not enough time. Reese obviously seemed really disappointed, didn't he? He obviously thought that he could make it. Going on his uh, his statement and and just his old attitude, although he was quite humble, you could say. You know, he, he did believe he could make it. And and as JK, JK said, how how Calvin, how Calvin Phillips uh, got in, I think there was a thread earlier on Twitter uh, when I checked it on, on my break, or, but people who's, who's, last, who's, who's, who's had more minutes on the field in, in, in recent months than uh, Calvin Phillips, and one of them was the guy who tied himself to the, the goalpost at Everton. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was a very funny thread. Uh, it was indeed. Well, it all kicks off next week, so uh, we'll have to either love it or lump it. We'll, who knows? A bit like the Chelsea fan cast, really. Uh, anyway, we will be back in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, 
they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chidge and this is the preview show because it is now time to preview the match which is tomorrow at half past five which of course is Newcastle up in St James's Park in the wilds of the north of England where you have to walk up about a billion steps uh, to and have a, and take your binoculars with you in order to actually watch the flaming game. Now, as we always do, I've got JK with me. JK! Hello. And I've got the lovely Dane Whittle with me as well. Hello. Uh, and as always, we start off with the team selection. So this is what I reckon. Well, I don't really know. I mean, is, is this the team that I'm picking or is this the team I think Potter should be picking or is it... A combination of the two. Probably the latter. Uh, Mendy in goal. Kepa's still got his injury issue. Plantar fasciitis is what he's got, apparently. Uh, I've had that. It's not very nice. Uh, I think he'll go 3-4-2-1. He's played 3-4-2-1 uh, with Brighton against Newcastle with some success, it has to be said. Brighton play 4-3-3. Have done all season under Eddie Howe. So, Mondi, Koulibaly, Silva, Chaloba. Uh, two wing backs. I would be controversial here, J.K. Yes. Yes. I would pick Hall all fucking day long. Uh, I would actually pick Ziyech to go on the right on the basis that he did a pretty good job, even though he wasn't really playing a wing back uh, on Wednesday. But you know, let's let's see if there's any um, substance to what we saw of him on Wednesday. Of course, we know the answer to that, but why not? But who else do you play there? You're not going to play Aspie there. You probably end up playing Cheek there. Um, Please God, no! Please, you know. I mean, this. But this. But this. To be fair, this is part of Potter's problem. I don't care who the manager is. I mean, look what what I said earlier in part one bears true. Tuchel struggled when we lost both of our wing backs and a lot of injured players. I agree. I agree. I'm not rowing with you, Cheek. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. But I mean, you know, I I, I kind of. You know, it's it's complicated. I feel his pain in this. It, it can cannot be easy when you've got as many injured players as he has. But uh, of course, you could change the system, which is what I would do. But I don't think he will. Three, four, two, one is what he's going to go. I think Hall will be. Well, I would pick Hall on the left and Zh on the right. But he might put Cucurella there and uh, possibly Cheek. Um, Jorginho's coming back from an injury, but apparently is okay. And we know that he's nursing Kovacic. So on that basis, I'm, I'm going Zakaria and Jorginho, but it could easily be Zakaria and Kovacic. Kovacic put in quite a shift the other night, so I'm kind of going with Jorginho if he is as fit as Potter says he is. 
And Sterling, who, as we know, has a clause in his contract to say he starts every game, will be starting <laughs> on the left. And and Mount, you would start anyway because of what he brings to the side. And I would put a Yang up front because he is supposed to be our main striker. And he has a very good track record, as it happens, against the Geordie Nation because he has scored six goals in his last six uh, games against Newcastle. So, you know, you'd kind of pick over Aubameyang for that, wouldn't you, JK? Would you? Yes, yes, I think he will play. But I think um, uh, the problem with Zayek is that Zayek didn't actually track back very much playing wing back, which is what he was, or whether he'd been told just to play right wing. We're putting an enormous amount of pressure on Chalabar, who I thought played very well against City. But uh, City. But unfortunately, um, uh, I fear when Zayek is forced to play the, the right wing back, which he's done a couple of times under Tuchel, he then doesn't get forward enough. And uh, I, I thought he was very impressive indeed with his crosses and his um, his mazy runs and his speed. And I think deserves to get a chance. So I really would like him to play there. However, I don't think he has a, a chance in the slightest of playing there at the weekend. And I think he'll play Cheek there, who the poor boy is, you know, he, uh, uh, as I said in my fan bite, he, he stumbles about and doesn't look capable of dealing with anybody who runs at him and then beats two men and plays a 40-yard pass to the other wing uh, expertly. So he is such a conundrum. And I don't know where we play him. I don't think we know what his proper position is here. I don't think he does. Um, he won't play Hall. I mean, for goodness sake, Chidge, what do you want? <laughs> uh, red Cat uh, Mosaic Pale Ale. Yeah, we, you told me it would disintegrate as the players. I've had not drunk enough, actually. Uh, only, um, only about a third of it. Well, you, you know, you know as well as I do that that um, that Cucurella will play because uh, you know he's his favourite son from Brighton. Um, so, uh, um, despite him having um, performed as if he was still playing for Brighton, but forgotten to actually go on the pitch, um, he's uh, um, uh, Koulibaly. Um, we thought we were getting one of the best players in Europe. We appear to have got. Um, a man in his 30s who doesn't appear to be fit enough to play uh, who lasts 60 minutes and doesn't bother to leap up in the air despite Kovacic lying on the ground smoking a cheroot um, <laughs> it, um, looking as if he was having a rest to, to stop the ball so weirdly the ball goes in the net because he hasn't bothered to jump and then he doesn't bother to track back after the brilliant, I have to say, I thought um, Grealish was brilliant Grealish is a really, really terrific player and uh, he's the kind of person that we need in midfield. Somebody with that flair who actually just, it just you know, beats people. All right, he's a dirty, cheating bastard because he just, one of the fouls he got towards the end, all he just lent, he lent on Chalabar, I think it was, and fell over. And the referee being, of course, a, a gullible dick and not really clearly having ever watched football in his life gave the foul. And you think, oh, for goodness sake, of course it was a foul. He lent on him. And you think it's so obvious. Anyway, um, but he, uh, that brilliant pass that he played over to Mares, quite superb switching the play. And Koulibaly just saunters back. I mean, for goodness sake. But I think if you were going to play somebody in the wing, in the uh, the central position, yeah, Koulibaly, Silva, Chalabar will play. I don't think Zakaria similarly has an ad chance in a million years of playing in that team. <laughs> he's not interested in playing them. Them. What's happened to to um, um, to Carney, whatever his name is, Chukameya, whatever his name is? What's happened to him? I thought he was the the great oh, hope yeah. after he played at Brentford. He pissed have disappeared completely. And meanwhile, what about what about other players who've been coming through from the youth? 
you know, I, I despair. Um, Hall, by the way, is uh, England under 19 and he's really, um, uh, I, I'm, he's destined to play first team football for Chelsea. I think he's brilliant. I, I, but I really don't think that, that, that he's part of the policy at the moment. He only played him um, because it was the Carabao Cup. Um, but yes, so I think it'll be Kovacic and Jorginho. Um, uh, Kovacic, Jorginho, Cheek. Uh, Sterling, as you say, Chidge, has uh, uh, has a pass to play in every game, despite being really shit. And um, uh, Mount must play because he never stopped running. And the, the the haters are just absolutely ridiculous on Twitter, for goodness sake. And Aubameyang, as you say, and I think Aubameyang's a very good player, just not getting the service at the moment. However, you have to say that the combination of Zayek, uh, Broya and... Um, uh, um, what's his face at the weekend? And um, who was the other one from Wednesday who played Syek Broja and Pulisic? And Pulisic was was terrific. Other than Pulisic, Pulisic's, I mean, for somebody who's the best player in America, his inability to hit the target is completely beyond me. What the fuck do they do in training? I can't <laughs> believe it. Anyway, I'll finish now. <laughs> yeah. It does. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm going to say this again, but I mean, our ability at hitting corners or, hit, you know, actually not hitting the first man of corners has been going on since fucking Graham Lasseau was the last decent corner taker we had in Zola. So that's nothing mm. new. But it does. I don't I don't understand why professional footballers can't take a corner. That does uh, that does confuse me. Dane, what do you reckon about my my team selection? Uh. Yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot. It's hard when you're picking a team because you're trying to second judge a manager at the same time as picking the players that you want to play. Uh, you know, I agree with Mendy, Chaloba, Silva and Koulibaly. And I'm also going to side with you on Hall, although I if they won't play him, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him. But why, him why not? There. Why not, Dane? Because he played brilliantly against uh, City. He was, he, I mean, he was the best player on the pitch. Not, I don't... I'm right, not, but yeah, I thought know, he was by, Richards by quite said so, so what are, you know... I mean, why not? And I mean, I, I, on a wider point, actually, Dane. I mean, y- you know, I just if they just come in, is it is it again? Is it is it more about you know? To be fair to Potter, he has given a lot more players a lot more time than Tuchel did. Yeah, Brozier, uh, for example. He, he's he's using a lot more players. You know, he's he's that. I don't believe. Yeah, again, again, this is this is second judging Tuchel, but I don't believe Hutchinson would have been on the bench. Any time under Tuchel uh, in, in recent weeks, unless he was forced by injuries, uh, and and I don't think Lewis Hall would have would have would have been on the bench or I- indeed started. So I'm going to give Potridge dues there. I'd love to see him play. Uh, I just you just think he's going to he'd play Cucurella there because uh, that would be the easy thing to do. But as I said uh, about 20 minutes ago, he, you know he really needs to to, to decide who, who he wants to go to war with and who he won't because they will sink his ship. Uh, on the right side, I actually, I actually, I'm going to go with Dave uh, because what Ruben does for me on the right, he's not a very good defender and he doesn't actually cross the ball. And I know we can moan all night about Dave's crosses, but if he puts at least five crosses into the box, one might actually come off good. Yeah, I, and I just think that he, he's the better all-round defender. You know, I, I I like Ruben there. He's had some really good 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 starring roles at right wing back, but I just I, I didn't think he was very good on Wednesday night. And being rewarded with another start there, <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Gallagher play. Uh, and 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 Zakaria. You know, I don't think he will start. You know, he needs 
games to achieve the fitness needed for that role. But he gives us something the others don't give us. You know, he screens for defence, aggression, good tackles. You know, he's got tactical discipline. You know, we all know the problems we have with our centre midfield and it's been the same for about five, six seasons now. And you would hope Potter would use him more, but I just don't think he will. I think because he's a lone player, he can get away with using him when he, when he needs uh, or, or to rest other players. And I think at the end of the season, it'll be, thank you very much. This player's coming in, you know, we, we're not even going to discuss you signing. But I'd like to see him there and and and, and maybe Gallagher just in front of him with a, a, with a little bit of a roaming role because he will protect him. But like you both said, it will probably be Jorginho and Kovacic. And for my front three, I'd like Broya. I'd, I'd, I'd like to go with him for... I was going to say a few games, but obviously this, this is the last game. Uh, I'd like Bro, your Pulisic and Mount. Uh, Mount gives you that tactical uh, protection uh, that Sterling doesn't. Uh, and, uh, you know, Mount and Gallagher and players like that, you know, they know what it's about playing at Newcastle. Bro is raw and I like that. Uh, I don't know what we're doing with Aubameyang. And, and, and we can go back to last week's tactics against Arsenal where we had two strikers just going wide with with, with, with nothing through the middle. I didn't know what the hell was, was going on. You know, players would look up to pass and they couldn't work out who was where and then they'd check back and lose the ball. It was God knows what they worked on. I remember, I remember the, uh, Neil Barnett's spy saying, harsh, but a true saying to Potter afterwards, you know, it looked like the players did not know what they were doing. And Potter was like, well, I think they did. Uh but I just don't know what we're doing with Bamiyang. So I'd like bro you through the middle, Pulisic and and Mount at top three. And and but but JK's right. Ziek deserves to be a consideration for a start or consideration at least for for a first sub. Yeah, I mean on a wider point, Dane. You know, talking about uh, Lewis Hall. You know, it occurred to me that, I mean, this is a bit historic. I mean. When Lampard came in, we had we couldn't make any transfers, so he had no option really but to play some of the youngsters. He knew he knew Mount uh, because um, you know because of the whole Derby thing and and mm-hmm. Ficario Tamori as well, you know. But he he brought in a lot of these players. Out of that, you know, I mean, personally, I wouldn't have sold Tammy, but you know, Tuchel probably knows a little bit more about football than me, so fair enough. Mount and James. James is, I think, already world class. Mount is yes. not not far behind. So, so we. And, but I think more than that, they 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 are guys that want to play for Chelsea. They want to be there. They get it. They get what it means to play for Chelsea. Lewis Hall comes on, uh, you know, on Wednesday night, or he plays the whole, starts the game, and and he looks brilliant. He was the best player on the pitch, according to Mika Richards, as I've said about five hundred times. Like uh, Mount and James, he. Uh, he gets Chelsea. He's been there a long time. He wants. He wants to play. And I mean, there must be a lot more players like that. And I mean, if you you, you know, we sit here, we argue the toss about players like Ziyech. Um, there are plenty of other players in the squad we could we could be the same about. What's he got to lose? If you're rebuilding, if you're having a reset, then why why don't you just say, well, look, you know, fuck off, you miserable, cynical old professional, experienced footballer. I'm going to play somebody young and hungry who's actually got a lot of talent. What I mean, you yeah. know. In a sense, you know, I know, I know, we were a bit mardy about it in part one. But if you buy into this whole idea of a rebuild and you say, okay, we accept that we're not going to win a lot of stuff over the next few years, why we do it? Then surely you you get a pass like Lampard did. I mean, I remember when Lamps came in, all of us were saying we don't expect him to win anything. We don't even expect top four. It's Frank. We'll support him. Uh, you know, even if we're mid table. 
because he's going to he's going to play the kids and it's what we've wanted to see for a long time. I mean, you know, in a sense perhaps Potter, I mean I know JK will come back to me quite rightly and say yes Chidge, but Bowley spent, you know, billions putting this together and they won't accept that. But let's suspend that reality for a minute. In a sense he's going to get a pass this year, we think. So take some chances with some of the youngsters. Don't play some of these average players. Yeah, he's uh, as I said. To be fair to me, he's given more players a chance. Chaloba wasn't getting much of a look in uh, under Tuchel. Started to play more before he before he left. But Potter seems to like him, uh, and I think he's responded. That I think he's been our best defender. We've seen Ruben a lot more. And as I said, we've seen Lewis Hall, we've seen Hutchinson unbenched in it. And, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, again, I'm not going to butcher the one we got from Villa, uh, but I'm not going to butcher his name. But, you know, he was bringing him on off the bench, you know, first, second choice before before even like uh, some, of, some of the other stars on there. So he clearly understands about the British, that British side and and and, and the need for, for, some of them, for some of them. You know, Gallagher's getting a good look in. And uh, in recent times, you know, when the team sheets are out, you know, you'll get a tweet saying we've got five, you know, players from the youth team in the first 11 and and it is very encouraging to see in answer to your question you 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 lose nothing by starting lewis hall the the confidence it would give him and 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 the g up it would give the fans you know because you know we talk about lampard he had a lot of people around him who knew what it was about being chelsea and playing for chelsea and and knew a lot about the youth team so he knew how much it meant to the supporters and the players and he would keep a lot of the youngsters on side and it was just a great time I don't know if we're going to see that again, but under Potter, I have seen signs and and enthusiasm that he is actually looking looking at the team. And the only surprise I've had with him so far regarding uh, some of his selections is the fact that Hutchinson hasn't come on uh, and he's brought on, like you said, other players who we know what they can give. And it's just whether they give it or not, it's just a, it's just another day. But these players are raw. You've got to look at Hutchinson as well. He was in the Chelsea Academy when he was younger. He left to go to Arsenal. He's decided to come back here. Uh, I know he's a Chelsea fan, but, you know, he's got to back his ambition. You know, not a lot would have would have left the Arsenal because you think there might have been a more more of a, a, a road into the first team than at Chelsea. But he obviously sees something he likes. And we've all seen, the, again, the highlight reels on, on, on YouTube and Twitter. He looks really good. But, yeah, in answer to your question, he's got nothing nothing to lose by playing Lewis Hall. Uh, he 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 hasn't let anyone down. He in in the few times we've seen him, and he, he's such a bright prospect for the future. And to think, you know, we still haven't seen him in his favoured position midfield. You know, I don't. I don't I'd love to. I'd love to. You know, you, you obviously get the, the massively intelligent and enthusiastic uh, Chelsea youth accounts on Twitter, and I'd, I'd I'd love for them to, you know, to to fill me up more with how he is, how he looks in midfield. But he looks so comfortable on the ball that you know you you would have never known if that was the first time you were you was watching a football game that that was his like second or I don't know if he played at Brentford last year or maybe third game for Chelsea. Mm. J.K. Uh, just considering that he is supposed to be experimenting and he's got this opportunity, the 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 fact that he seems to play the same combination of players as much as possible, just I find is slightly beginning to irk me. Um, uh, as we say, everything will be very different after the break. So perhaps we should just um, dampen our ire and sit back and just wait to see how things evolve. But um, uh, I agree completely with you, Dane. Um, he should give Hutchinson a go. Hutchinson, by the way, um, the reason he left Arsenal was because I think we offered him a huge amount of money. Oh, would it? Where, where, where is that? <laughs> he's got a he's got a big contract. Um, as the same way with this boy, 
um what's his name cassie cassie i can't really know the chap the inter milan one yeah but david cassidy yeah david cassidy exactly yeah yeah how can i be sure in a world that's constantly changing him we bought him and um and unfortunately he's too old and i think he's dead now so uh, that was a terrible david cassidy's dead yeah i reckon no yeah yeah no yeah afraid so oh man i'm gutted yeah um, yeah, well, I so, modelled my hair on him when I was about to. I think I love you. Um, <laughs> so, so we won't be seeing him playing. However, uh, the the boy he bought from Inter Milan was thirteen million. Is similarly on a big deal. So obviously they're making um, plans for the future. But might we then possibly play them? You know what? It's a great shame. You know what's a great shame? Hey, Chidge, tell us. <laughs> I, I, I can tell by the little smirk on your face that you're trying so hard to put on that you really want to know. But the, we should really have a. We should have really. We should have really hired a manager, not called Graham Potter. We should have hired one called Nigel, because then we could be making plans for Nigel. Yes, but the the ecstasy involved. With oh, that was... oh, 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 oh! <laughs> I don't think we've talked about the the Newcastle players enough for tomorrow. That was you know? very very good. Okay, listen. I wanted. There are lots of things actually. I do want to talk about 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 Newcastle because there is lots to talk about. Uh, the first one, of course, is uh, is our recent record at St James's Park, which J.K. and I, in our because we're such happy campers at the moment, thought was dreadful. It's not true. It's not true. Uh, we've we've won. Sorry, the beer's making me burp. Um, we've won three out of the last four uh, matches up at St James's Park. Uh, last year, three nil. Year before that, two nil. We lost one nil in the last minute the year before that, and we won two one up there before that. We did have a horrible spell uh, from two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and eighteen, where we only managed one draw and lost four. But actually, this is a stat that I didn't know. I've got loads of stats for you, Jake. I know how excited you get about that. Um, Chelsea- <laughs> if only this was on YouTube, like I keep you keep telling me to do it, Jake. Chelsea, Chelsea have won 29 Premier League fixtures against this weekend's uh, host, i.e. Newcastle. The club's most successes against any rival after Tottenham, who we've beaten 33 times. Um, so there you go. Anyway, I was talking about, about how... Uh, and I mean, you know, I did ask the question in 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 the notes actually, uh, in the running order. Should we have hired Howe instead of Potter? But what what he's done at Newcastle has been fascinating because it seems to have gone under the radar that actually they are technically one of the richest clubs in the world. And uh, since since he arrived about a year ago, Newcastle have lost only twice in twenty one matches at St James's Park. Uh, they've spent two hundred million on new talent, the same as we have. Uh, and they've kind of got more calm and organised at the back. They've got pace, aggression, they're better up front. He's managed to get a tune out of really shit players like Joe Linton and uh, Almiron. Almiron scored eight goals, in eight league goals in 14 games. So he clearly has something about him, not to mention the fact that Howe's done a marvellous job at turning us over when he was the Bournemouth manager. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Howe is doing a good job quietly with Newcastle. And I think if they win, if they beat us on Saturday, um, they will, they will technically, because of course, we're, you know, we're not playing, are we? But they'll be, I think they'll be um, in the top three for the first time in the Premier League at Christmas since 2011. So, you know, whatever they brought him in to do, He's doing, and he's doing it in a quiet way. Of course, the easiest 
you know, comeback is, is, of course, well, that's because the Newcastle fans are coming from a lower base and they're just happy anyway. Mm. And we would have probably got on his case too, wouldn't we? Um, it's uh, it's interesting how um, praising of uh, how our manager was in the press conference and said how brilliantly he'd done. Um, and uh, what I find interesting about the purchases that Newcastle have made is that they haven't actually appeared to have made of the 200 million. Most of them were straight from the Premier League and most of them were the kind of obvious, <clears throat> slightly rustic centre-half that we were saying, uh, you, know, you can't buy them, they're just lumps. Like Dan Byrne, who, for, funnily enough, of course, was from Brighton, wasn't he? Who, mm. who uh, um, you could tell when he played for Brighton was, was, you know, pretty formidable. And I was thinking, well, why not buy him? Um, in the same way that uh, Tarkovsky's a decent player, plays for Burnley, you'd have thought he'd have um, he'd have played quite decently for us. And using Gary Cahill as an example of somebody coming from the from the Premier League, um, but all the purchases they've made. I mean, Chris Wood was another one from Burnley, who I remember saying, I think we would have ought to give him a go because he seems to get the good positions and score decent goals. But um, but no, we looked abroad, um, and Trippier, of course, has been their big success. Uh, who uh, um, and good luck to him because he's a very good player. I've always liked him, and they cannily got hold of Pope, as you'd have expected to get a different goalkeeper. And Wilson, who I was always advocating on the fan cast, we should purchase for <laughs> Chelsea, as um, except he's got an injury injury record, but is now playing out of his skin and is playing for England. And in the meantime, as you say, Chidge, they've got this uh, this Almiron who's transformed himself from Muppet into top player, and. Um, Sam Maximum always comes on as a sub and runs everybody ragged. Um, and uh, um, who else have they've got? Charles, pretty good defender. Um, uh, Wilcock comes on. He, Willock, I should say, who looked look like a bollock before. He's actually pretty good now. Um, he seems, as you say, got a, he's got performances out of them when um, they were a, a, a ragtag who looked as if they'd uh, looked as if they'd be relegated. So, you know, good luck to him. But um we shouldn't be, we shouldn't lose to them if it's the the proper team. But I I just get the impression that some of the basic things we used to be good at, like keeping the ball, for example, which was always the thing that we did. We'd always have huge possession. We appear to be giving that up. We don't appear to be passing the ball to each other very well anymore. So I just wonder what what aspect of the of the new tactics this is. So, uh, but I, um, I think that that's something. I mean, J.K. I'm, I'm, I'm not deliberately trying to be argumentative with you, honestly. But I think some of the things that we're criticising tonight are things that we've been criticising for a long time, even under Tuchel, going back to Sarri, even you know. And this is why I think a lot of this is on the players, you know, because you know we've seen them, you know, pass appallingly and give the ball away over the last five years, you know. Yes, but but um, they do they do keep they have been able to keep the ball better. I mean, I, I don't think I think uh, yeah, I, you know, I'll undermine the whole of my argument now by saying um, if we had Chilwell and Reese James and Kante playing, we wouldn't be having well, this exactly that, exactly that. I mean, and this is why I mean, look, I don't want to go and retread part one again, but you know, it's 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 such a complex thing, and I think people forget that that football, if if it's if it's not about emotions, then what's the fucking point of it? Frankly, 
and and we have an emotional reaction to what we see and how it makes us feel you know but if you actually do you know move away from the emotion i think you know things like like what we said earlier you know it went to shit under tuchel but it went to shit under tuchel because of a lot of extenuating factors not least all the injuries that we had and lo and behold we've got the same again you know you take chilwell kante james out of any side and it's going to have some sort of an impact you know so i think look as i said i don't want to relitigate part one but um whilst i do have reservations about potter and his you know ability to manage a club like chelsea i do think it's too early to really make a judgment given everything that's going on as well and there is a lot going on anyway dane uh, Newcastle have also got a lot of injuries. Talking of injuries, um, according to the wonderful people at Flash Score, they have uh, Flash Score. It's a betting. I, sh- I, I should fucking get paid by these people. I'm always mentioning them, <laughs> but it is. It's a basically well, when we were on, when I used to do the Love Sport um, show on a Saturday, where you would you know it's like the Match Day Live type thing. Um, I I never went in very prepared or knew anything about all the teams that I'm supposed to be talking about. You know, like Chelsea. Um, so uh, one of the presenters on this said, "Oh, mate, you need you need Flash Score on your as an app." And I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, it's a betting app, but they follow every single match in real time. So if a goal goes in, it's gone in in real time, and you can call it out like instantly, rather oh, wow. than trying to find it on your phone <laughs> as a YouTube clip or something." And I thought, "Oh," and I've been following it ever since. And they come up with some really good information. But anyway, Dummett, Fraser, Isaac, Craft. Uh, Richie are all out. I think they're quite long-term injuries. But apparently your favourite player, JK, Callum Wilson, is ill. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd like that. Good player. Yeah, he's a good player. He's he's got called up by England, hasn't he, for the the World Cup, Mm. so he's good. Good for him, yeah. I always said he was. He really, you know, I just... um, The ability to hit the target, sprinting into, into the area, good skill... You know, it's, and, and his ratio is pretty good, goal scoring ratio. I mean, you know, I, I, do we catch a t- disease when we play for Chelsea? But you're right, Dane, what you were saying about um, uh, the centres going in because Cheek doesn't centre ever and Dave does. But I, I, mm. I, I fear playing Dave just because of that reason of he's just not quick enough and easily bypassed now, you know. And I will keep going on about this. I don't understand why there wasn't somebody in reserve who could play right wing back or perhaps it was Fofana and we didn't realise I was a bit disturbed by the way about this I never realised um, that Fofana's injury was so bad did we realise that when it happened I knew he'd been injured they didn't say it was going to be months and months and months what what did he do exactly I thought it was just I, I thought he was supposed to be back after the World Cup like no, no, before, no but even before the World Cup he's oh. been out Early on, since the, the who third knows? Game. Yeah. who knows? Since the game is scored, yeah. But I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it's Milan. you know, Milan. it's it's like one of those things when you get um, an injury, you then get uh, others kind of following on from there. He had that really nasty leg break, didn't he, last year when he kind of pretty early yeah. on in his Leicester career, you know? So maybe it was a result. But hey, I'm not a I'm not a doctor or anything, so I don't fucking know really. Um, look, they've got injuries, but I think that they're you know I don't think their injuries are are akin to ours. I mean, if you take some of the players that we've got out out of any team, as I said, it would make a big difference. I don't think you can compare that. Although, if they don't have Callum Wilson, that is a miss for them because he's an exceptionally good player. I mean, the worry that we have at the moment, you know, <laughs> much as we don't like Potter saying, oh, "Okay, we'll try our best." Um, 
it is going to be a very tough match because they are uh, they're going to go into the uh, you know the match third in the league. They've on a they are on a crest of a wave. They'll have fifty five thousand mad Geordies absolutely loving it. And as mm. I as I alluded to on uh, on Monday, Dane. I mean, we're currently in the uh, in the table. We are seventh. All right, uh, and we're on twenty one points. Uh, if we win uh, against Newcastle, we could uh, finish this half of the season. If you see what I mean, um, fifth. If we lose, and Liverpool, Fulham, and Palace all win we could end up 10th, which is a very different thing. And Liverpool have got Southampton at home. Uh, Palace have got Forest away and Fulham have got Man United at home. So, yeah, it's it's conceivable that we could finish this stage of the season in 10th. But as I said, if we win, we could finish in 5th, which is a different kettle of fish entirely. But it's going to be a tough match. No two ways about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm again, blue-tinted glasses on. No doubt, I'll, I'll I'll follow up that up with predicting us to to win. I think they'll come at us. I think they'll be uh, you know full of confidence, rightly so. I don't know if they are the four, form team in the league. They're pretty pretty close. Would be first, second, or third uh, based on current form. Uh, and I think they'll come at us, which could really play into our hands. Do, and yeah. and and Potter should be smart about it, almost to to almost to to the mindset of what it would be like with Brighton, Brighton going to a Newcastle. I know I slagged him off earlier for having, you know, he's got to get out of that Brighton mindset. And and, and so did so did you guys and saying he's got to realise he's playing for Chelsea. But at that same time, they're going to come at us and that could leave gaps. Uh, really impressed with, with, with Miguel Amaron. You know, as you both know, you know, plenty of holidays over in America. And when I'm over there, I'll always try and take an take in an MLS game and or and watch it quite a lot over here. And he was one of the stellar signings for Atlanta United when their franchise started. Uh, formed like a quite a formidable partnership with Joseph Martinez and the two of them were, you know, was like really lighting up that league and 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 rumors to uh two transfers to, to European teams were quoted for both of them but it was only Almiron who got it and it's taken him a while to settle in and you know he's 28 now he's at a good age but you know this is probably his third season I believe uh and he's looking very dangerous uh and very fast so when you think of the lack of if if Wilson's missing out then you know you've got Almiron to deal with and thinking up against Dave potentially I think he plays more on the right for Newcastle so he'd be up against Cucurella or, or Hall uh, he's the one I'm looking forward to playing because I've tried to try to watch him as, as much as possible but it is going to be a tough game and let's be honest you know if you're a Geordie if you're a Newcastle fan at the moment you know you're 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 enjoying going to games you know you're you're feeling on top of the world and this is their moment at, uh, at the moment but I, I think it might play into our hands on Saturday I say that as I said with my blue tinted glasses on and Come seven o'clock, seven thirty. <laughs> you could be asking me about about my uh, pre confidence, and I could be saying something else. Well, indeed. Um, what I wanted to say was, if you remember when Bournemouth ever played us and Howe was manager, what he did was was he pressed outrageously, and then uh, if they got a goal. Uh, then just fell over and resorted to complete shithousery. Which he still does at Newcastle. They did that against Liverpool, <laughs> didn't they? Yes, and so I expect that to happen again with us. Uh, they want to get an early goal. Yeah, well, no, they, as long as they're up, uh, yeah. they'll start time-wasting from the very beginning. Uh, um, if they're a goal up, I think they'll try and go for us because that's the way he likes playing. So they just swamp us 
and as we've established already we're not very good at that which i find uh, not dealing with that which i find absolutely bizarre because uh, you'd have thought that they would be having succumbed to that so often they would actually try and practice that but we don't seem to be seeing that at the moment at all um but uh, can i just um, can i can i just um mention some of the words that he said in the press conference again today i'll keep going on about this but he said we've learned a lot we'll come back stronger <laughs> is that it <laughs> yes we've well, learned a lot or he's learned a lot he's learned i don't know who knows um he no don't say who knows you know what i was saying i was talking about, about potter he actually said, we've learned a lot, we'll come back stronger. He said that today about both Arsenal and Brighton losses and City losses. We've learned a lot, we'll come back stronger. Well, I mean, we've seen it all before. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, look, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, I mean, Tuchel was so incredibly honest. I mean, I used to say this every week, didn't we? I mean, too honest in a way, but he was very, very honest. And now we've got cliche, man. Um Anyway, only five clubs have fired fewer shots in the league than Chelsea, 151. And the 11.6 shots per game is our lowest recorded average in a campaign since 1997-98. It's one for Mr. Stick. What say you, Dane? What's that? Sorry, you cut off then. I couldn't hear. Okay, I'll read it again for the avoidance of doubt. <laughs> uh, only five clubs have fired few, fewer shots in the league than Chelsea, 151. And the 11.6 shots per game is our lowest recorded average in a campaign since 1997-98. Yeah, not surprised, really. Not surprised. You know, we've all been within Stamford Bridge or or, or whether at home shouting at our tellies to, to shoot. I said earlier, you know, Sterling looked like he, he, he liked to shoot quite early on in his reign and he was firing shots. But now just gets sort of like cut up in his feet, doesn't it? And... Bro, you tried a couple early on against City. I think one went flying over to 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 the top tier. But you know, yes, it's that you're talking about cliches and and obviously Potter. You know, it's that old saying, isn't it? You can't win a raffle unless you buy a ticket. You know, they're in so many good positions, some of them, and they still don't want to shoot or, or cross the ball. It's 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 baffling. It's some of sort of like turtles, you know, retreating back into their shell, isn't it? If if the confidence is down, they don't want to get that reaction from the crowd. I don't know. It's you just... know what? What amazes me about that stat, and this will register with JK, is that that is our lowest recorded average in a campaign since 97-98. And we were opining, JK, weren't we, about Luca Viali shooting on sight and really quickly yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that would have been peak Viali. I'm astonished by that. Absolutely Indeed. astonished. I thought they had many more shots than I that. I know. He just had a dip whenever he saw the goal. Well mm. weird, isn't it? Well weird. Anyway, um, the other thing to depress you further, <laughs> uh, Newcastle have conceded a Premier League, Premier League low two first-half goals this season. That means in every Premier League game they played this season, they've only conceded um, a goal in the first half twice. So, you know, that playing into what JK was saying, you know... If they score first, it could be problematic because that's how's modus operandi. However, however, in the past 19 league games against Newcastle, where Chelsea have opened the scoring, we've won 18 and drawn one. So there you go. And the final, piece de resistance, JK. 
is that I do believe that either today or yesterday, Eddie Howe was a, was awarded the Manager of the Month for, I presume, October. And we all know what happens immediately after somebody is awarded Manager of the Month. Or is that just Chelsea managers? They win 4-0. No, they don't. No, they don't. Look, we don't. I mean, to be really, look, in all seriousness, I think this is incredibly hard to call. It's really hard to call. Newcastle are on fire. We're really, you know, in a, in a, low, in a low point at the moment, I think. I mean, getting hammered by Brighton. Um, a, hor- a pitiful display against Arsenal. An encouraging performance, but another defeat to City. Okay, we had the win against Zagreb, but I think we've established that European Champions League group stages are pretty shit, frankly, or they're full of shit teams. Now you know who knows, who knows, and I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to or how to predict anymore. I mean, go back a year or two, and I would said, well, it would be like like last week. We said it'd be typical Chelsea to get hammered by Brighton four one in an awful display, and then come back and beat Arsenal, who were top of the league. But we 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 look nowhere near doing that. Uh, I I just don't know. I really don't know. So I'm going to hand it over to you guys. I don't think it's too close to call at all, Chidge. On, on stats, we're playing with a completely different <laughs> different set of circumstances. We're playing with a a manager who can't seem to get them to play to influence in any way. They they all seem to be confused by what tactics he seems to be wanting to play in the first place. Every time he brings the subs on with 20 minutes to go, we play a lot better with a lot more energy. And yet he refuses to use any of those players who come on in the last 20 minutes early on in the game with the team, who he seems to be convinced need to have Sterling playing in them and in the team. So I can't actually see this being anything but an appalling defeat. <laughs> I just can't see it. I can't see any progress being made, yeah. being made at all. And to actually to use anything in the uh, Champions League as an example, when Pat Nevin himself says the standard of football um, in Milan, for in uh, Italy, for example, is dreadful. And the, and the we in Salzburg and Zagreb were nowhere near Premier League status. Um, is is they're the only only um, uh, bright spot, spots we've had. Everything else has been has been subnormal and mediocre beyond belief. Even the Villa game we should have lost about four four nil. Hadn't been for Kepa playing a worldie, we would have done. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I I'm sorry to become you know Mister Pessimism. I would love to be able to say. And you know, I'm, we, we're giving all these these caveats and saying, yeah, well, all the players are injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's sorting it all out. Yeah, he's a new coach. He's coming, coming in the middle of the season. No, it's not fair on him. And, you know, he's supposed to be one of the great coaches. But it doesn't affect the fact that we're playing like absolute asses. And I think <laughs> I think we're going to lose 4-0. Well, you know what? I was going to say, if you matched what Paul Crowder, the lovely Crowderville on Mixler predicted, I would have given you a prize, but you've blown it. He said 5-1. It's close. Well, we're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. Dear Lord. You know, Paul, Paul's the only one who's in, in, in tune with, with, with some of our darker moments at the moment. But, uh, um, Dane, what say you, old Bean? I want to lighten the mood and talk about uh, JK's VAR video. Uh, <laughs> I, nah, fuck them. Fuck, fuck them and fuck them all. We can go up there and win 3-1. Good on you, Dane. I like it. I like it. I'm ever the optimist, in spite of uh, you know opinion to the contrary. Um, I am going to go two one to the Chels. I mean, yes. it can't fucking go on forever. Uh, plus the fact that, uh, as I said, um, 
we've we've got a we've our record up there is not as bad as people would have it and i think i saw some other stat you know how I, I love these stats it's all true stick i love stats really i just pretend to people like you that i don't and i did find an absolute doozy where is it where is it where is it where is it what's just what i want to find it i can't bloody find it oh bollocks it's so annoying um, it was something about their the the winning streak. Well, here we go. No, no, I can't fucking find it now. Never mind. Um, but anyway, I'm no, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say two one. Why not? And uh, you know, actually, do you know what, J.K.? There's another reason why we need to believe um, Dane. What? He is the leading Chelsea fancaster in the Prem Predictions League. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I can't remember exactly where you are, Dane, but I think you might be top 10. It's oh, going to be 3 oh. 1. <laughs> <laughs> to Newcastle. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have snuck up to fourth, but it wasn't because, it, it wasn't because you know, it, I was outstanding. It was because I did half decent and a load of people had done really shit. So I snuck up even more. And I, I was looking at my points thinking, oh, like a couple, last couple of weeks has been like 60 and 70. Oh, that's not great. And I've looked and everyone else has been doing crap. So, it's, you know, it's it's obviously gone in my favour. You've done very well recently, mate. I'm proud of Isn't you. Nice. Yeah. I've kind of slipped down the table a bit, but I'm still in there They're fighting. Proud We're proud of you, Dane. <laughs> we are. No, I am. You know. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. Chelsea. That's it. That's the jinx now. That's it. I'm dropping. <laughs> you know, he's 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 flying the flag for the fan cast, mate. Don't knock it. No, so there we go. JK's going 4-0 to the tune. Uh Dane is going 3-1 to the Chelsea. And uh I'm going 2-1, which as anybody who's played the Prem Predictions League with us will know, is the result or is the score prediction we give when we haven't got a fucking Scooby. <laughs> So there you go. And I haven't got a fucking Scooby, but I can't predict Chelsea will lose. I'm going to be positive and I'm going to go 2-1. So there you jolly well go. Um, let's hope that's what we do. I mean, because, you know, apart from anything else, this is the last meaningful game of football that we'll mm. see um, for uh, for a considerable time. I think uh, the next one is the Bournemouth um, home match, isn't it, on, on t- the 27th of December. So what the hell are we going to do? Well, look, I mean, much to the annoyance of many of you, we'll probably be carrying on uh, over the break. Actually, no, we're, we're going to be doing, hopefully doing a few My Chelsea's with some people that I can uh, dig up and uh, talk to. And I do have a few, uh, uh, you know, 50 Years shows uh, to do as well over the break, hopefully. And um, and what else are we doing? Oh, we might have a Q&A. There's been a request from the Discord group that we do a Q&A. And then you can ask personally. You can ask me and J.K. why we're so grumpy. I could tell you. I could tell you that anyway. It's because we are men of a certain age, and it's within our birthright to be grumpy when we get to that age. I think. But uh, I'm not fucking grumpy. See exactly. <laughs> but no, you, we we do a Q and A because they're great fun. It's lovely to see some of you on there. So we'll do one of those. I, I did. I did actually ask you what's a, what's a good time to do it. This will make you laugh, J.K. And somebody said in the evening, and of course he's from the states. So they said, you do realise that'll be like, you know, stupid o'clock in the morning for them or something. And then they said, well, why don't they just do a rolling one for 24 hours? <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I thought, well, that's not a bad idea. We could kind of do it. We could do it in shifts, couldn't we? Sponsored. And then they said, but JK would do the entire 24 hours. <laughs> which is, I think, they, which is probably true, isn't it? 
we'd leave it on all the time. I'd just roll in and say a few things and go out and make a cup of coffee yeah, and come back. Yeah, exactly that. We'll Put definitely... your wigs on. We'll definitely do a we'll do yeah definitely with the wigs and we'll definitely do a Q and A that's for sure. So we will be around, but uh, I firmly stand by the point that there's bugger all point doing a show on Chelsea when Chelsea are not playing. So uh, uh, other than the Q and A and the uh, the my Chelsea's and the fifty years that'll be that'll be that for us until uh, until the end of December. Uh, so there you go. Um, in spite of the mood, uh, it's been fun tonight. It's always lovely to see uh, you, Dane. It's been far too long. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd like to end on, as I sort of tried to get in early on, on, on JK's VR VAR video. Uh, you know, it, it's a right little gem. It had me in tears. You know, he's almost like Dick Van Dyke's one-man band performance in Mary Poppins, isn't he? Uh, you know, it's one of those things that you can watch hundreds of times and every time you'll spot something else new that you missed before and then it will split your sides again. You know, he is, he is a talented man. Apart from being damn right lovely, he also has that wonderful trait, but not a lot of people have where they can actually really make you laugh. Uh, it just comes all so natural to him. He's a born entertainer, so I'm glad he's getting uh, I'm glad he's getting a lot of love on Twitter for that video. If not a lot of love on Discord at the moment, but you know. <laughs> well, not definitely. You'll not, win them back round. Definitely not Mixler, mate. Definitely <laughs> not. In fact, I, I'm getting less love than you, so you know, fair, fair's fair and all of that. It's really nice of you. Thank you. Yes, mate. And I'm sorry for our technical problem earlier on, but there you go. Say, say lavy. Um, JK, lovely to see you as always. Uh, you're a genius for that VAR video. But if people haven't watched JK's VAR video, go and do it. It'll cheer you up. I, I tell you, it's tonic. Yeah. Mate. It's, the, it's the official VAR video, but official is spelled O double F I C I U L. Yes. By the way, yes. Maybe watch it after the Chelsea Newcastle game on Saturday. <laughs> Straight after, might cheer you up. Yeah, remember, good. remember, remember, it, it's a tough match. We'll try our best. That's yeah. what <laughs> you need to do. You need to do a potter going forward. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need to, you need got to get an impression. It's, it's all a bit like, it's all a bit like that. Remember, right? he's from the Midlands. He's from Solihull. Okay. So he's got a bit of a dour Midlands accent. Yes. Yeah, it goes with it, doesn't it, slightly? Oh, yes, because people from Solihull are usually pretty depressed, I think. But yeah. anyway, I'm yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Should have should have stayed at Villa. That's a lot. We'll come back strong. We will. We've have to suffer a lot. Yes. We'll try our best. I'm going to be suffering for at least the next six weeks with no Chelsea. Anyway, on uh, brighter things, JK, it's lovely to see you. Have we got a a, a, pod, a podcast on Monday? Oh yes, I forgot about that. Yes, we're not going anywhere until after Monday. I'm about to say that you reminded me because I was waffling off into trying to do terrible Potter impressions. Deary me. Uh, we must learn them so we get a bit we more will. specific about it. We will. We'll <laughs> study it and we'll, we'll have a potter off between you and me. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah? That could be I'd, an entire hour show. I'd love it to have a potter off with you. I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love, love it, it if you did a potter off with me. Love it. Love it. All right, enough before we basically get committed. Uh, JK and the uh, Mark Meehan, by the way, birthday boy Mark Meehan. Mark Meehan, happy birthday to you. You lovely, lovely man. And also the newly elected chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, I will have you know. Uh, so the lovely Mark Meehan will be with us. Uh, on, on, uh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So he's uh, so enthusiastic and lovable about everything. Mm. I know. And I, and I wasn't even there to vote for him. 
because I couldn't make the meeting, but I would have done if I had been. So yeah, JK, me, and uh, as I said, Mark Meehan, chairman of the Chelsea Board of Trust and the birthday boy today. (laughs) If you want to say happy birthday to Mark, and boy, you should. He is Eddie Mac, uh, uh, Eddie Mac, B-A-W-A on Twitter. Anyway, us lot will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea Fancast show at 7 p.m., uh, looking back at Sun- uh, I said Sunday's match, Saturday's match against Newcastle. Um, no doubt you lovely people in Mixler will be joining us. I do hope so. I hope we haven't upset you too much tonight. Uh, but if we have, what can I say? Um, anyway, thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.